0: Oh, M. Mom! Hi guys, welcome back to a sugar-free edition of Give It To Me Straight. On the show today is my season 14 sister, Miss Daya Betty. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the show. Well, I'm excited to be here. I've been in Vegas for, what, two months now and finally get to sit down. Yeah. After you cancelled <laughs> on me. Cancel, I didn't. I didn't cancel. I rescheduled. I postponed. Because she had EDC. EDC, which is erectile dysfunction conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the I was the guest speaker. For straight men, I tell you. You know the thirties are approaching fast, and they're not kind. So. No way. But enough about me. We're gonna talk about you today. Okay, because you, I'm ready. It's your show. You know what, I love not talking about myself. <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. If we don't get you canceled on this show or okay, not. Okay. Well. This is either you're gonna be your redemption or she's gonna double down. We'll see. We'll see My how redemption. It goes. Redemption. We'll see. But nevertheless. It's up to you, though. It's up to you. You know what yep. they say? The show's only as good as the host. Right. Well, it's, I, it's only as good as the editor, is what I always say. And you're both. And, so. And, yeah, and, and I am both. It's so. all on you, bitch. Well, no pressure. <laughs> I know who to go to if I get a bad edit. We're already starting off messy. No, this is a good, clean. I want a good, clean interview. Okay. No shenanigans. So. That'll be hard. Prior to Drag Race, uh, I knew of, of some of the people that were going to be on the show. I, knew, I like, knew of them, but you were like the only one that I actually like knew to some degree. Do you remember the night we met? Oh, I remember the night we met. Huh? Well, sort of, because I was really lit. Yeah, we can get both our accounts. Okay, what I remember is me and Crystal and our other drag sister, Lux, mm-hmm. went to Arkansas just to like go out and party. Yes. It was kind of like our thing. We would go to like Kansas City and just like surrounding towns and just like, Go support the drag there, see the local performers, um, get fucked up, try to steal alcohol. Um, but Very Missouri. <laughs> Very Missouri. Yeah. And we, what's funny is we stayed, we Airbnb'd, okay? And we stayed at this little, it was like a cute little house. It had three bedrooms, but it had this huge wooden table. And as we were getting ready for the night, you know, we were fixing our hair, doing our makeup, whatever. We were putting on nails mm-hmm. because if you're not wearing nails, you're not doing drag. And um, we got nail glue all over their wooden like table. Mm-hmm. And so I think Crystal got like a message on Airbnb after we had checked out the next day saying that we owed like $400 to replace their table. Which is a lot. That was pre-Drag Race for both of you. Yeah, yeah, so. pre-Drag Race for both of us. So, you know, we fought it as hard as we could, but I still think she ended up having to pay it. Oh my gosh. But that's what I mostly remember because the rest of the night I was fucked up, but I do remember going to a house party with you mm-hmm. with like three or four other people, and I remember you just kind of chilling over in the corner by yourself. all, yeah. all the time. But also, I was acting like a lunatic. So yeah. yeah. Well, I remember because uh, you know I'm from Arkansas. Yeah. of uh, Arkansas. Not a Wait, lot. Of- you are. Yeah. <laughs> Fun what? Match. Not a lot was going on in like in our drag scene. And I remember seeing like I met Crystal Method once at like a drag competition that I did, and she was like a guest judge. Yes. And was I- that the time? You wore, like, um, janitor buckets on your feet as shoes? I think so, yeah. Okay. And I had a giant cover-up that was made of sponges before okay. Monet did it, just okay. for the record. Oh, but so you originated it. Yeah. I was, originated I, the, I, I, the language. I, I, create, I created clean drag. But yeah, I, I, So that's, I knew of her from there, and then I started following like her and the Get Dusted Girls mm-hmm. and saw you guys. And then I found out you guys came to my home bar one night. Yeah. but and I don't think it was for a show. I think it was just out. No, you literally just like came out. Just, yeah. th- it might have been somebody else in the show. I don't know. But I remember thinking like, I want to get to know these people. Like oh, I want to find out did. more about these people. Words, well, I remember because like these people were like saying like, oh, you come with us. We're going to a house party with them. So I was asking, I was like, what's everyone doing after this? Uh-huh. It was a house party. And when uh-huh. I went to a house party, I was out there doing whatever kind of drag I was doing at the time. A hard uh-huh. front wig probably. I was just Not hanging around just like soaking it up and... I remember, like, Crystal Method was the one I thought was going to be the craziest one. Yeah. And she was, like, the voice of reason all night. I and know. I was just like, oh, I thought you'd be like the... No, she very much mothered us. Yeah. Made sure that yeah. we were okay because we were not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Crazy. And then... Well, and you were the first person that I noticed when I walked into the work. Yeah. And then you came in looking at, like, like Pikachu. And I was like... Like, crazy I was like I was like, I was like, I have a comfort zone. It was such a scary thing, like, you know, going yeah. to drag race. And just having somebody there that is equally from, a like, a similar of the world as you are. That, yeah, that was a big was thing cool. for me because like prior to that, I'd never been to like New York or California mm-hmm. or wherever the fuck everyone's from. But yeah. I was like someone from the Midwest. was like, okay, this is someone that like I get, we yeah. understand each other, we know like yeah. what the drag scene is like. And yes. Yeah, so it was yeah, like yeah. some kind of familiarity in yeah. what is the most traumatic, psychologically uh, traumatizing money here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not the only broke one. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, looking at some of people's outfits on the show, like we we weren't the outfits <sighs> either. So that's true. It worked out. It that's worked true. out. One of them won, <laughs> and one of them won. <laughs> How Win. about that? That's true. Yeah, you, know, you know, the rich get richer, but sometimes the poor get richer too. Mm-hmm. And God bless it. My favorite thing is when poor people get money, and then they're just like rich tacky people. Yeah, that's yeah. The vibe. It's like RuPaul. That's why. I- like as you saw the house that's why i love vegas so much my mom when my mom came down so she came and visited me like as soon as i started the show she was like um what's vegas like do you enjoy living here is it different i'm like honestly it feels like everyone from missouri is just on vacation so it feels like home like Mm -hmm. i like it it's fun yeah no i like it Mm -hmm. vegas (laughs) (laughs) but we are like midwest sisters but despite that you did not help me out at all in the design challenge. We no. were posted up right next to each other, and despite you watching me do everything I did, and you being something of a uh, seems just yourself, uh-huh. did not stop at any point to help me or tell me not to do it. You let that happen. Do you feel somewhat responsible? Like what the fuck? for your demise? Yeah. No, you did that to yourself. I knew that you were smarter than people were giving you credit for, and mm. I knew like you had like tools in your belt that you were going to pull out anyway. It mm-hmm. just unfortunately didn't happen that episode. If you would have like jumped in, altered my garment for me. Like done the whole thing. Yeah. If you would have done my garment for me, uh-huh. I would have made another episode, which would have meant that I would have made it like five more episodes because no on one got eliminated. with those garments. Maybe, I, you know what, if we're ever in that space together again, I will make something for you on Please. the design challenge. Please. No promises. It'll be good, but I'll make it. <laughs> I'm gonna we're gonna be, p- and then you can say, you're, you're, and then you can't say, "I've never helped you ever again." I'm gonna win another golden boot for something you made me. You're welcome. Yeah. Already. Well, aside from being a seamstress, uh, you were also somewhat of a thespian yourself mm-hmm. because prior to Drag Race, you actually got your BFA from the University of Missouri State. Yeah, Missouri State. Yeah, Go Bears. Go Bears. Um, it was Bachelor of Fine Arts, not in theater though; it was mm. in graphic design. oh Okay. So a lot of computer work, but mm. I think that's why I started doing drag in college was because mm. I was a theater kid growing up that's where i kind of found my community um and when i got to college i didn't have that because i was like too busy trying to pass my classes Mm -hmm. yeah so that's when i started you know doing drag and finding that community again yeah so yeah those tools that i learned when i was like 13 14 in theater class like Mm-hmm. Kind of came in handy, I guess. Yeah, so use like some of them, maybe not in the way that was expected, but definitely not. Yeah, no, I think my if if you were to go to my like high school music teacher and tell her that I'm performing, she would definitely think I'm like performing as some sort of male character in like grease or something. But let alone she know I'm bald now, so yeah. that's definitely not an option. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. Drag Race hadn't happened, what was what was the plan when you got your degree? Where did you think you were gonna go? Um, work at Bass Pro. I'm just kidding, Bass Pro. I don't know I never really had a plan everything just kind of fell into place I I think I went to college because it was like expected of me Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and I feel like that's like um at least from my parents generation I feel like that's just kind of like a thing that they expect their children to do but I just did it and I was done with it and I was kind of like well now what like I guess I'm going to start auditioning because I don't want to do anything else with my life yeah you know what I'm saying I didn't have a I didn't have a plan I just kind of like went for it yeah, well, and somehow it worked out yeah we're well, here now <laughs> manifested it I guess yeah but it, I will say as great as school was if I had to do it all over again I would not go to school mm-hmm. I don't think it for me mm-hmm. I don't think that was a path I needed to take mm-hmm. um it just it's added debt for no reason <laughs> is it paid off it is actually hey, I'm very not blessed you can say that. Yes. So. Yeah, but um not the mental problems that came with college. Oh well. It carries on into adult life. <laughs> what are you and gonna do you gotta that's why I'm dressed like this. Yeah. <laughs> the trauma. Mental problems. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even though your, bachelor, your BFA was not in theater, you did uh, have some small like acting roles, I would say. I did. And uh, like a lot of skits like, with the Get Dusted Girls. You had like some movies you did. Yeah. The one thing that you guys did that interests me the most, you were like a part of music videos. In particular, there was one of Little Debbie's. Little Debbie. You were in Little Debbie's for her music video for No Wings. Uh-huh. And the one that interests me the most, first of all, shout out Little Debbie. Uh, Bacon Cake is a bob. I love Little Debbie. Um, the No Wings m- music video, you guys are in full drag the whole mm-hmm. house. In a grocery store, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming the people in the background are not paid actors because no. they look like confused Missourians. We also got kicked out of that grocery store because we were not. I was gonna to be there. I was gonna ask, like, what what was that day like? Like between like walking up, uh-huh. it was not a close set. It was just random people, and you're in full drag in Missouri in a grocery store. Yeah, walk me through that day. That day, so little Debbie performed Atta Get Dusted," mm-hmm. and I want to say that was like on probably a Friday or Saturday, and then she's like. I want to film um, a music video. We were going to do it on the road anyway, so we want to incorporate you guys because I had such a, like, she had a good time Mm -hmm. with us at the show. So we're like, yeah, like, we'll get into drag. Just let us know where, when, whatever. So there wasn't really a plan. All we knew was, like, the whole storyline of the music video was us just getting lit, pretty much. Yeah. So I want to say that we all went to Crystal's first, smoked a little, you know, pulled a George's, Mm -hmm. um, and then we literally just, like, ran all around Springfield and found places to film. And we were at grocery store, even though we had a lot of footage from it, I want to say we were in that grocery store for maybe like 15 It's Is yellow? Was it a Harps? It was a uh, Food for Less. Food for Less. Have you been to a Food for Less? I have not, no. Which it's sickening. And it is cheap. Oh. It is Food for Less. They are um, accurate with their mm-hmm. marketing. So good for you, Food for Less. But yeah, we got kicked out, I want to say, within like the first 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, a love. lot of like little slow-mo shots in the store, so. Well, we had to do slow-mo shots because we got kicked out You so Had to stretch it out. Yeah, we had to, you know, yeah. elongate, elongate mm-hmm. it. But yeah, it was a fun day. It was really cool. And I, I think that's one of those things. You remember like when you apply for Drag Race, you're supposed to put any sort of like film work you've done, or mm-hmm. any sort of like links. accomplishments? Yeah, yeah. I put that bitch on there because I was like, this is fucking sickening. And now, like looking back at it, like we're all in some, <laughs> it's, it's a little crazy. I think it's a moment. I I like that like that feel of it because like okay. something about that like it wasn't a close set. They're not paid actors. No. It's just oh my just god, four crazy drag queens and a rapper in yeah. in a in a food for less. Okay, in a food for less, and we filmed the scene in a car. Yeah. where we want it to look like like when we came out of the car that it was just like billowing with smoke. You put a fog machine in the car? We put a fucking fog machine in yeah. the car. And I don't know if you've ever like been really close to a fog machine. It kind of smells like syrup. Yeah. Like maple syrup. But the more you're around it, the more it like actually fucking suffocates you. So mm-hmm. we were like sitting in the back of this car, like yeah. five of us in the back of a really tiny, just like probably a Chevy Impala. Is that a thing? Chevy Impala? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yep. I don't know what kind of. You were in a this. car. I was in a car. Yeah, a black car, a small car with mm-hmm. five people and a fog machine, mm-hmm. and um, I was ready to get out of that car. Just add asthma to the list of physical ailments. Diabetes, asthma, um, sight, uh, vision problems because of the smoke and my contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, serving cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that's a side effect, not an illness. So that's a, that's a, yeah, it's a difference. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a side effect of the trauma. Yeah, symptoms. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, what was drag like in Missouri? Because obviously, it's very different from doing drag in like New York or LA. Like doing mm. drag in conservative bumfuck Missouri, meth capital of the world. Yeah, because we literally we both did drag like in the Ozarks and meth. Yeah, they were so skinny back then. <laughs> but it's like if, if you guys watch the show Ozark, that's literally mm. where we are from. Yeah, like that specific region. Yeah. What was drag like for you, like starting drag and like your journey and doing everything? I think it was more just kind of like um, a rebellion towards the society I lived and grew up in, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was like born and raised in Missouri and I was constantly around very close-minded people. I don't even think I knew another gay person in my high school or if they were, they were probably just like closeted, you know what I'm saying? Or at least someone close to my age where I had a connection with them. So I think the best part of developing my drag career, I guess, was creating my chosen family. That sounds so like boring and cliche, mm-hmm. but really that's where we all kind of like bounced each other. And that's what was so great about it is we could all bounce ideas off of each other. Um, we could tell, uh, Crystal would tell me all the time, I look like shit, go fix this, you know, and like, I didn't take offense to that mm-hmm. because I wanted to get better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I find myself now, and you might be able to attest this, but attest to this? Attest this? Attest to this. You might agree. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that like, I think all the things that I wanted to repress from where I'm from, mm-hmm. all the things I hated are actually a lot of things that inspire my drag now. Yeah. Crazy. I do looking women at the gas station pulling up on their motorcycles (laughs) smoking a cigarette like for me like I do a lot of like country stuff in drag but I hate like the country element I grew up in so it's a lot of kind of like taking that environment and twisting it in a way almost like making fun of it yeah it's like satire in a way Mm -hmm. but also like it's a nostalgic feeling a sense of familiarity yeah because now we're not home you know we don't live where we're from so it's like now when I put on a Harley Dav- Davidson T shirt and black fingernail polish, I'm like, oh, like I yeah. <laughs> feel like Missouri. Now it's camp. Yeah, now it's camp. Yeah, it's like growing up. Like yeah. I, I would never be caught in camo. I'm like, this is so right. stupid. But now, like, if I saw a, a body con, like a body con, yeah, camo gown, yeah, yeah. Well, that's depends on the one. But yes. depends on the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like the camo wedding dresses. That's camp. Oh, you remember the camo prom dresses that mm-hmm. the girls would wear? Yeah, there was this one girl I went to school with. Her name was Kendra. The boy she was with the like a orange, pair. a bright orange tie. Yeah, oh, and sorry. the guy would wear the matching camo suit, mm-hmm. bright orange, probably a hat. Mm-hmm. Love it. A little, oh my god, a little bump right there in the lip. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But there was a girl I went to school with, Kendra. She was shout out Kendra. Yeah, shout out Kendra because even after I got on Drag Race, she messaged me and was like, "Oh my god, I love Drag Race," and. She was one of those girls that I thought was like mm-hmm. not cool with that, that shit. Is. Yeah. Um, so in my mind, Diabetti is kind of like based off Kendra <laughs> because she was that girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A little scary, a little intimidating, mm-hmm. always wearing camouflage. <laughs> At I'm not wearing camouflage, but whatever. Yeah. 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 Yeah so your drag like, where you came from it's obviously like a very different now because what yeah. i said whenever i first met the get dusted girls it was very like diy drag. like yeah. you're literally pay- buying like a two dollar jacket from like a thrift store Ew. and building Ew. an entire outfit around that i know throwback that's right? disgusting get yeah that out of my face <laughs> you said in the past that drag is about like experimenting trying new things stepping yeah. out of your comfort zone definitely so going from like the diy nature of your drag back then to be mm-hmm. more of like the uh refined and like focused kind of drag that you have now. Do you ever worry about losing touch with like your roots of where you started drag and like your drag becoming almost like commercialized in a sense? I think the ideas are always the same. Like the way I think about things or the way I develop um, a look or a performance Mm -hmm. idea, it's always the same. Now I just have money to do it. You know what I'm saying? resources. Now I have the resources. Mm -hmm. And like one of the compliments I get a lot now is like, oh, I didn't necessarily enjoy your drag while you were on the show, but now I really, really enjoy what you're doing, which is nice. And that's yeah. a great compliment. But at the same time, I'm like, it's really nothing's different other than the fact that I know more people and I have money now. You know what I'm saying? It's like you said earlier about this is what happens whenever, you love it whenever poor people with tacky taste get money. And exactly. Exactly. Just, like I'm always going to be tacky. I'm yeah. always going to be crafty, thrifty. It's just like now I have a little money to make other people do my hard work for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so no. And also like, the thing that makes me Daya is not necessarily the visual aspect. I think it's just like the attitude that mm-hmm. I have when I'm in drag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not about these th- It's about the, the it's attitude. A, the power. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The feeling. The feeling. The way it crawls from my toes and up my <laughs> tiny little body. <laughs> All five foot two of me. All five foot two of now me. It's hard to believe. <laughs> five foot out of these shoes, actually. What's your biggest fear in drag i like like for me for instance my biggest worry in drag is i'm not about money like i was poor mm-hmm. i don't mind being poor sure uh it's, it's not about rejection like someone's always gonna like what you do for me it's like i worry the most about being remembered for the wrong reasons oh. there's certain things that like i'm proud of that i put out there but i'm worried that people will look back and only remember me for like your crocheted outfits <laughs> the crochet outfits yeah or the people are looking back and there's like oh yeah the straight one it's like well, what about sure. the other stuff you know like what what yeah. is your biggest fear in drag your biggest worry I think kind of bouncing off what you said is just people only remembering me for like one thing, you know, maybe perception, I guess, like, I don't want people to just think that I'm a cunt. Because I am a cunt, but I'm also like, I can be fun, I can be creative, I can sit back and let someone else take the reins, like, I don't know, there's a lot of, we're all human mood rings, you know, we like choose what emotion we're feeling. And we bounce off of that so just because i'm upset one day doesn't mean i'm upset every day or just because i'm horny one day doesn't mean i'm horny all the the time. but you know what i'm saying right you never had a formal coming out like you never actually came out right but did your family always like kind of know well so i came out to my best friends in high school which all knew Mm -hmm. um and it was kind of hush hush and then when i went to college i just started being really gay and not having to answer to anyone because no one lived in that city that I went to college yeah. in. Was well, something your family's always like, kind of knew, Like, you always had a little sugar in your tank type thing? Yeah, or... and I, and it was, like, it was still a learning process for my family because it was, like, they acknowledged it but didn't want to talk about it for a really long time. And that was hard because my dad passed. He passed away during, like, the COVID era, yeah. right? Uh, January 2020, right before it all kind of went to shit. Yeah, yeah. I always knew my dad was fine with me being gay mm-hmm. and I knew he knew it, that I did drag, but he never came to any of my drag shows and he never really saw anything past me doing like, you know, once a month gigs, you know, like he didn't see any of this. Like he didn't, it's weird to think I'm, I've lived a whole other lifetime without him. Like he hasn't seen any of my drag race journey. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's just weird. It's very weird for me to, like, go do a show in front of so many people, um, you know, here in Vegas every night. And then be like, wow, the one person that I wish could have seen me perform isn't able to see me perform. So it's a very weird thing. My coming out and, like, my whole queer journey is very interesting because it was, like, it was not easy because I knew my family had to learn to be okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I feel like right when they were okay with me being like right when they started to accept me fully for being gay Mm -hmm. is when they found out I was doing drag. And that was like a whole other fucking thing because they didn't understand the difference between being trans and being a drag queen or, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to change your gender and being, you know. A lot, I think a lot of people have genuine ignorance about all that stuff. Like, oh, it's, so, it's so foreign. I mean, it, it, to us, it seems so simple. Yeah. Like, we're kind of ingrained in this world, all yeah. the nuances. But on the outside perspective, it's just... Well, uh, I remember telling my mom when she found out, cause she was the one that really threw a fit that I was doing drag. I she, was like, like, she was like, so you, you want to be a woman? Yeah, I wish you at, was like, at first, she did. And now she's very supportive. She comes to, like, all my stuff, yeah. and I'm very happy about that. But um, I remember telling her, like, Mom, I go to school for art. Like, this is literally just an extension of that, like things I'm learning in my classes in college or like shit that I'm applying to mm-hmm. being a drag performer. And I don't think that registered with her, you know, because I think it, she thought about it more in terms of gender and sex rather than an art form that yeah. had nothing to do with any of that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, to, you know. Well, with you, like you said, you never had a formal coming out. You were just kind of living as flamboyantly and just out and open, especially in a place like Missouri. And also too, like you're six, you're like you're like six ten so. I'm bi- a bitch. I am big were, bird, honey. Yeah, you're a big bird, but you're yeah. very flamboyant. You're very unapologetic. to mm-hmm. You and especially in a place like Missouri, where that sometimes isn't the safest. And you even had incidents in the past, like the incident with like the taxi driver, Girl, and stuff yes. like that that happened recently. Why do you feel like it's so important for people to express themselves so freely and openly, even in like the face of adversity? I think the people that are comfortable enough in their sexuality or um, feel comfortable enough to be outspoken mm-hmm. should be I personally don't mind being outspoken and I really encourage people that are very confident in themselves and aren't afraid to get a little like feel comfortable and safe and safe so. because not everybody feels safe and that's okay don't go out there and do that if you don't mm-hmm. feel safe but like I feel like I can hold my own if the situation were to arise to that and you I don't reach. mind it you have reach in a fight I've so. got reach bitch and yeah. like you know have I you grew could, with a brother you could, could you fight like do you still oh, have it yeah. in you i could fight uh-huh. I the could missouri fight. should we do it right you now? could take the girl out of the missouri and no, i can't fight it's why i do drag okay well <laughs> do i don't know like i think it's just because i grew if up if i the punched brother. The drywall the drywall would win like it's weird your hand would break yeah i'm yeah. brittle i would punch through the drywall through the brick yeah well you literally <laughs> threw me like on drag race you literally threw me across the work room, which so. i didn't i didn't even remember that happening I remember like they were just telling us to go so like, okay, now act like a chicken. Now do this. Yeah. And I remember they're like, now spin around crazy. Yeah. And we were holding hands and I was just like, go faster, just yeah, like yeah, yeah, lift yeah. me. I, and then yeah. we we're just like, next thing you know, I'm in the air. Well, you know, I'm strong. And we were just making fucking B roll for a, a random challenge. And that was the first time I had been like lifted off the ground since like middle school. Were you school. surprised though? That's the question. I was surprised, but, the, and I thought i would be fine. The moment I was airborne, I was like, oh no, I don't want to be up here no more. That no, I should like, just let go. Honestly, I thought I was worried you would. You would have just went right through that yeah. fucking wall, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you would have put a hole through that brick wall. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, or hmm brick the, through the, a
0: brick? Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't mind a fight, a good fight, mm. if it comes to. Speaking of Drag Race, back into the workroom. Uh-huh. With the competition, uh, you followed in the footsteps of your sister, Crystal. And on her run, she made it to the top three. So whenever you came uh-huh. into Drag Race, did you feel a pressure to like match her level like, in the competition? Oh, of course. Okay. I, my goal was to make it to the finale, mm. regardless of how or why or the method I got there, no pun intended. You followed the Crystal method of I, Drag Race. Uh, terrible joke. And you call yourself a comedy queen. Oh, well, well, I, well, I didn't laugh track, so it seems funnier. <laughs> I think it was, you know, it's like I wanted to make them proud and I didn't want to come back um, after Crystal had been so successful in her season, mm-hmm. you know? But um, yeah, it was definitely a pressure that I felt like I had to live up to, and thank God I did. Mm-hmm. I think a, a similar instance is how uh, Bosco made the finale our season. And the next season, her drag sister Irene yes, was like the first one sent home. Yeah. And that was almost what happened with you because you yeah. were like the first one to go home on our premiere, yeah. Whenever that happened, because they they fully made you pack your shit up, like you would go. Oh, bitch! And I was getting pissed. What did did Oof. whenever one of did that? Did you actually think you were going home? Do you think yeah. my journey's ended? Like, yes, actually, I actually thought I was going home. Cry. Um, baby. I did get like a little. I think I was more flustered, and it was more of like an angry well, you know, like mm-hmm. my I was welling up because I was angry. But um, yeah, I packed all my shit. They made me pack all my stuff. And of course I was like mad. Mm -hmm. So I was just shoving shit in my suitcases to make it fit and zip it. And then when they told me I was coming back, I was like, oh, so now all my shit's like fucked up because I just threw it in there without a care, Mm -hmm. trying to pack to go home, you know? So I had no idea. And I know Orion, she says she knew. I don't know if she actually knew, but I had no fucking idea. I had no clue. So that's really what said so you were leave, but also mad again. I was like, and, and now I have to unpack it, and it's all sh-. well. My you, JLo outfit had uh, all those little gold spikes on it, those all like fell off. I had to re st- like, not stone, but re-spike them, I mm-hmm. guess. All well, my wigs, my wigs were shit anyway, yeah. so I can't really use that as excuse. But. <laughs> but you carried that anger with you through the competition, obviously, as we all saw. But great transition. <laughs> but with Drag Race, like obviously like you did very well in the competition. Sure. But what were your expectations going in versus how you were received, both on the show and like with like the fan reaction? Because obviously it was a very tumultuous time. Yeah. I I think the thing for me was Crystal was so well received mm-hmm. and I had seen how positive um her journey was. And don't get me wrong, there were instances that were not easy for her either, but I don't think I expected it to be hard because I felt like I had seen someone so close go through it mm. and I thought it would be similar for me and it was quite literally like the opposite experience for me and it wasn't like necessarily bad. I think I learned a lot about myself, but um, it was definitely hard going from seeing how many people loved Crystal right off the bat mm-hmm. and then how long people had to warm up to me mm-hmm. and people are still now just warming up to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Different strokes, different folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I didn't think you were going to have that kind of reception from you either, knowing you because like even me and a lot of queens that know you, you know, we all think that you're like one of like the, the nicest people. I mean, you can be a kind. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Oh, yeah. But as everyone can. Yeah. But I think a lot of it was like on the show is that you were very open about like your feelings on the show. Yeah. And I think you were saying a lot of stuff uh, pretty much everything that you said on the show, other people had the same opinions about. Wait, say that again. Uh, like almost everything you were saying, almost everyone had the same opinions about. Yeah. Like you come for Jasmine. Like I get it. I yelled at her too. I <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm. But despite me being biased, yeah. I mean, like there were definitely opinions that people had on our show that they just didn't want to voice because right. of you know the fan reaction. I and remember stuff. Bosco, especially like, towards the end, we would be like saying stuff to each other backstage or like in the van or whatever, mm-hmm. and then we'd come to set, and then I would say something. Expecting her to kind of like tag along, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of slap my hand, and come in mm-hmm. WWE style, and um, that never happened. So it just <laughs> looked like me being a raging asshole for no reason. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely think that you were just, you know, she's like you were being like one of the most like open, honest people about your feelings. Sure, yeah, it's like where your therapy was the cameras. Whereas everyone else kind of like would get back to the van. They're like, oh, can you believe that shit? Yeah. 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 But you know, it is what it is. But is there anything that was like on the show that people didn't get to see that you're actually glad was cut? Because you're like, that would have added so much fuel to the fire. Anything, any comments you might've made? I know for me, like after the fight with Jasmine, they're asking my feelings. And the rant I had in that confessional was even more than I yelled at her for. So that was in my feels. I just got sent home. There was a moment and it was the episode where it was the red, white, and blue ball. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Orion made her, I think it was like that little leopard dress and it was supposed to be bridal influenced, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I, I did not put two and two together just because it wasn't filmed in the same day, but she was talking about her mom and how her mom had passed. And I remember making a comment to her when we were all, you know, getting ready to go do the runway. She was, like, saying something about how she thought hers was really nice and really good, which it was a great dress, don't get me wrong. Mm. And then I said, but it doesn't look like you're going to a uh, a wedding. It looks like you're going to a funeral. And this was after she had had this whole conversation on camera about her mother. That you weren't, like, a part of or aware of. I I think I was, like, sitting there and kind of chiming in, but I was, like, doing the makeup and shit, so I wasn't, like, fully in the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that didn't air, because that would have really... People really would have been... Yeah, depending on how it was plugged in, you know, Mm -hmm. but... That's like the one thing I I was like, thank God that was not in there because yeah. that would have been excruciating for me. <laughs> Another working moment that we did all see was like the dragonfly moment. Yeah. We found a dead dragonfly. Yeah. We right off you t- $1,000 to yeah. eat it. Yeah. You didn't get the money for it. I did. Uh, but you had zero hesitation eating it. Was that the first time eating a bug? No, 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 no. Not at all. Did, okay. Growing up, I would go outside and play like in literal mud or Mm -hmm. like um, we had a little pond that had tadpoles every summer. Yeah, And then they'd eventually become the frogs. You were just sucking tadpoles out like boba. No, no, no. no, But bugs never, (laughs) bugs have never grossed me ever. I've never Mm -hmm. been. Like if there was something on the wall and you wanted me to grab it, I'd happily go grab it and take it Mm -hmm. outside. Right now, Vegas Live, they have a cricket problem. um, And I am- That's the the, audience. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Anyway, that was a good one. Thank you. But yeah, anyway, Drag Race Live has a bunch of crickets right now, and I'm the girl that gets the crickets. Mm-hmm. If it's in the way of the meet-and-greet photos. Um, no, bugs never grossed me out. Do you remember the, like, little candied bugs? That oh, had? like the cricket and scorpions Yeah, and like the Branson. Yeah. They would always have them. I remember getting those a lot, or, like, the suckers that had the scorpions in it. Never grossed me out. I was very shocked that it grossed you out so much. Well, I mean, I mean like, I would play with grasshoppers as a kid, but i never eat one. I was like, ugh. Really? Yeah. Not even just to try? No. What about a frog? Fuck no. I like a cooked one, like frog legs, like yes. prepared? Yeah. Maybe. No, it wasn't like eating frogs from the pond. Well, that wasn't a cooked dragonfly. That was just a dead crispy one. But At least anyways. it was crispy. Yeah, I digress. It could but you efficient. said on the show that you said, I eat ass, I can eat a bug. Mm-hmm. And I've heard you talk many times outside of it, outside of Drag Race, talking about eating ass. Would but... you say you are a connoisseur, a sommelier of asses? Or is it more of just like an act of service for you? I don't know what connoisseur means connoisseur, connoisseur. someone who loves ass I do know that um I love ass I think that's my biggest turn on is a nice ass I love a booty I think there's sexy like something sexy about natural scents mm-hmm. now I don't want people like you know whatever on, on me mm-hmm. but um you know a little musk is nice to me I like that like I can smell your tuck it up right now. I did I it for you. Yeah. I, I figured you. I just, I, I've been like wafting every now and then. For I'm you, gonna yeah. leave that one for Liza. But yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like but those little fan things for like the fires. I'm just kind of. I'm a connoisseur of ass, baby. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> Put that in my bio on Instagram. <laughs> ass a
1: connoisseur of ass. Oof.
0: Yeah. Any horror stories about eating ass? Mm-hmm. No, actually, mm-hmm. surprisingly, it's all been wonderful. So what's the worst thing you've ever eaten? Define worse. Like hamburger Helper, were, beef stroganoff. Fucking hate that shit. You eat ass, but not Hamburger Helper. I will not eat a Hamburger Helper. Girl, no, 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 no. Especially the beef you stroganoff. You grew up poor in Missouri. Why don't you eat I hate Hamburger. The smell of Hamburger Helper makes me want to vomit. You eat... Hate it. Ass. You yeah. I don't eat Hamburger Helper. I don't like lasagna. I don't like mush. I don't like mushy things. Do you like mushy? I think it's fine. Ooh, I don't. You know. Nope, nope. I'd nope. rather eat beef stroganoff than a fucking dragonfly. No, not me. I had something about the texture of mush just nasty. Mm-hmm. Well, it oh. probably would have got down a lot better with sugar, but unfortunately you can't have sugar because as people that were unaware, diabetic is a diabetic. Uh, not supposed to eat sugar. Uh-huh. Uh, how old were you whenever you learned that you had diabetes 15 Fifteen. was yeah. there like a certain incident that happened or is it like a hereditary you knew it was coming or- I didn't know it was coming um, my type is hereditary but I didn't know anyone in my family that had it mm-hmm. um, the way I found out was one morning I was in the shower getting ready for school uh, I felt like I was going to pass out I screamed towards my mom she carried my bought my naked 15 year old prepubescent body out of the shower disgusting mm-hmm. and went to the hospital because I thought I was like I didn't know what was wrong with me. Because of diabetes, yeah. and it was diabetes, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, yeah,
1: not something
0: are, better like a heart attack. What are some of the issues you run into as like performing in drag mm-hmm. while also being a diabetic? Like some of the issues that you run into. Sometimes, like I used to be really good at knowing when I was low or high. Like there's symptoms that go along with it, mm-hmm. but drag is so uncomfortable that a lot of the times I can't feel the symptoms now. Mm-hmm. Like one of them is shaky legs when your blood sugar is low, and I get shaky legs because of nerves, you know, so like that's the very same feeling as the symptoms of having low blood Mm -hmm. sugar. So luckily I have a device now where I can just scan my arm through my phone and it'll tell me my sugars. But um, yeah, that was like a huge thing before I had the device. It was like impossible for me to know if I was like high or low Mm -hmm. during a show. Being a type one diabetic and Mm -hmm. also being gay, well, no, that's sexy. No. The bitch. Yes. There it is. Yeah. 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 So despite being a type one diabetic and also being a bitch. Uh Have you ever thought about having merch that says like type one diabolic? I'm going to go ahead and um, X that idea. No. Diabolic? Yeah. Is diabolic a medical term? No. Diabolic is like evil. Oh, that's kind of smart. Yeah. Type one diabolic. Design it for me. Yeah. I'd give you a rough sketch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd wear it, but I mean, I'm just, you know, don't have the same ailments. What do you mean? I mean, I, I can eat sugar and not have to go to the hospital. It's not a fucking baby. Yeah, but also, like, why not? <laughs> Pretend you have diabetes. It's yeah. fun. This is the final question. This is honestly probably the most important question. Mm-hmm. And if it's too personal, we can cut it. Okay. So just let me know. It probably won't be, but let's try. What's your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I love a velociraptor. I think it's one of my favorites. Classic. Those are also ones that people... I think they got it wrong in Jurassic Park, where they didn't give them feathers, but they're mm. actually the ones that probably had feathers. Mm. So closest descendants to chickens. Mm. Fun fact, but they were extremely fast, really long, uh, like legs. They're kind of like, kind of like um, how you would picture a chicken without feathers, just kind of like weird legs, flamingo esque almost mm-hmm. in a way. Um, but fucking vicious, terrible. Um, I also loved a pterodactyl. Again. Kind of like a bird mm-hmm. not really but a descendant of yeah i guess those are probably my two of my favorites i love oh. dinosaurs i don't really know where my love of dinosaurs came from i guess i watched rugrats a lot as a kid and i always loved reptar like let's be real if we could actually bring a dinosaur back to life it'd probably look nothing mm-hmm. like how we envision it looking mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah well i think a really fun segment for us to do would be to go down the season 14 cast okay. and assign each one of them a dinosaur Unfortunately, we have to rush you off your gig before you're late for it. Yes. But we're going to come back here in just a moment. Okay. And we'll do a hard transition right now. And we're back. So we are back in the saddle again, dressed up in uniform for this next segment that we like to call Woo! Well, we are both going to go down the list of season 14 girls and assign them dinosaurs, mm-hmm. either real or otherwise, based off many factors, appearance, essence, Energy. vibes, So we're going to go alphabetically just to keep things simple. Okay, so we're going to start off with Alyssa Hunter. Okay, Alyssa Hunter. Yeah, you go first. So there's a dinosaur called the Cosmoceratops, and they are known for having the most horns. It was said that they had anywhere between like I think 12 and 15 horns on their body. So because Alyssa is probably the horniest person in our entire cast, that's why I gave her the Cosmoceratops. I can see horny that. baby. Horny. I can see that. I, I said Spinosaurus. Why? Whenever you look at it, it just seems very like flashy, but something mm. about like the aesthetic she has okay but like you know she's someone that does like you know giant wing props and like just flash for no reason uh-huh just XS. very uh, flamboyant flamboyant yeah it's okay. just like if there was a dinosaur that was designed by joshua naponte i think uh-huh. it would be the spinosaurus uh-huh. i think so right, next we have angeria i'll go first for this okay. one this is what I, I don't know hers was one she was, she, was hard for me uh, yeah i had trouble like pinning one down but the one i came yeah. up with was just like a classic just a pterodactyl okay She's very hard to get a hold of. That's true. It was so with that, you know. So like when you try to text her, she's very flighty. So I said,
1: "But in person,
0: she's not." You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. in person, she's like once you have her. Show up, yeah, when you show have off. her cornered and she can't fly away. Uh-huh. Yeah, then she engages. Okay, I like that. Yeah, See, I didn't know what to say for Angie either. I just went with a good old classic, a movie that everybody loves because everybody loves Angie. So I said Littlefoot from Land Before Time. Okay. Because everybody loves that movie and the, the lead character, yeah. you know? So in my mind, just because Angeria is... Um, it's hard not to like Angeria, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you like if you don't like Angeria, then something's wrong with you. Well, I feel like with that, I feel like Littlefoot is kind mm-hmm. of an insufferable little bitch at times. And I say that as a Land Before Time fan. Okay. But he was obviously very whiny. Well, his... Family. He was long, gone from his family. He had the right to be whiny. I guess you know. I guess I'd but, be whiny. But too. everyone was like lost in their family. He was the only one crying about it. Yeah, Angie could be like a triceratops also because she's okay. from the country. She okay. like as a cow lover, and I feel like triceratops is like the cow of the dinosaur kingdom. I wish you probably just stop there before you start insulting. Well, like <laughs> bulls and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. She do got nuts like a bull. Does she? <laughs> Yeah, baby. Seen, have you seen them? No. Okay. Well, let's get a picture and we'll uh, reevaluate. I our... just can't. I just can't imagine Angie would just with swell. bowl nuts. Yeah. Oh, I can't. And, and like, corn nuts. She's sitting there, legs spread open, mm-hmm. bowl nuts between her legs, mm-hmm. and then a big fucking bowl of just corn nuts. It looks like someone asked her to hold her ki- their kiwis for them. Angeria like, will do this thing brand. when we were in uh, Canada for the Top Five tour. Um, Angeria loved to just take her tights off at the end of the night and walk around butt ass naked. So Mm. I can confirm that these are facts. We are stating true facts here. Moving on, Bosco. Mm. So with her, I, I didn't even hesitate. I full on said Velociraptor. That's exactly what She's I said. She's very raptor. And Great. I know like some people like very big into dinosaurs are like, actually Velociraptors were little and feathery. We're going with like Jurassic Park Velociraptors. Okay, but they weren't super little. They were little in comparison to what when we think yeah. of dinosaurs, they were still a fairly large size and yeah. they had long legs covered in feathers. Mm-hmm. But also they're like one of my favorite dinosaurs. So that's why I also gave them Bosco. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're clever, but fucking vicious. Yeah. They're clever. They're vicious. Mean. If like there was any drag queen, if you tell me a single drag queen had like a dagger for a toe uh-huh. that they would kill people with. I'd be like, that sounds like Bosco. Okay. Do you ever, very remember Seattle. Seeing, there was this pop star that was trying to get a start a few years ago that had, um, they were missing one leg and they just wore it. Victoria a big... Modesta. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very, velociraptor. Mm-hmm. very velociraptor vibe. You have? Very velociraptor vibe. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Same energy. Yeah, I'm yeah. The pro, I'm the pro, I'm the pro, <laughs> but only with four fingers. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey. two in the pink, well, two in the sink, you use all four. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Uh, next we have you, Daya. And so for you, I said Pachycephalosaurus. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's the one I'm familiar with the Pachycephalosaurus. Uh, you might look it up. Dina- uh, diabetes? No. A bitch. Wait, what? Diabetes? Beautiful, tall. It's, that, it's the only dinosaur with type 1 diabetes. No, <laughs> so a pachycephalosaurus. Um, I'll pull it up here. Okay. It's like an STI. I like it. So it's that one there. Okay. Wait, can I guess why you gave this to me? Yeah. Big head. Well, it's also bald. But Okay. okay. So whenever I was thinking one for you, at first I was going to do like, oh, like a, a, a brachiosaurus, something with a long neck. And I was like, no. Uh-huh. I think this one's more because it's like it's bald-headed, but uh-huh. also hard-headed. Okay. It's aggressive, you okay. know, faces with problems head-on. Okay. I'll take and, like, it. I like everything about it. I'll take it. But I'm all, most importantly up. is the fact that it's bald. Okay. So I would say that this would be an accurate descriptor for me. I gave myself Godzilla. Okay. Because... So we're going like less dinosaur, sup- more kaiju. Yeah, super fucking crazy, tall, mm. terrifying... But also, um, you know how I was telling you, like, I think my love of dinosaurs came from watching the Rugrats. Mm. I didn't realize Reptar was kind of based off of Godzilla. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, well, look who went to school. If you're a dinosaur kid, you also like Godzilla by default. Just giant lizards, you know. And yeah, so I saw Reptar and I was like, oh, it's like cartoon Godzilla. Did Emperor. you ever watch the Rugrats movie? Where they go to- Paris? I did, like Rugrats Paris. in Paris. Yeah. yeah. And the world was like Reptar world or mm-hmm. whatever. That always looked sickening. Yeah, the shit like that. I remember watching that on the little orange VHS tape. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, damn, Like, I want to go to Paris so bad. I want to go to Reptar world. That's not even real. I know. That's what they should open. That's what they should make in Vegas. Honestly, a Reptar world. Yeah. People still watch Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Kids still do. The demographic is there. The kids that watch it are adults now. And mm-hmm. they have money. Well, some of them have That money. also have children. You have money. But... <laughs> oh my god. Next is Deja Scott. Barney. <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. <laughs> so not just okay, Barney. Okay, but let me explain. Deja is Barney because from the moment I met her, she felt very... Um, just maternal to me. Uh-huh. Like... She just gives like older motherly energy. And Barney's whole thing is like sharing is caring, right? Mm-hmm. So I think out of all the girls from our cast, when I needed anything, Deja was always the first to offer to let yeah. me use it. So that's why I said Barney. And because she's just always there mm-hmm. in the corner of your mind. So for Deja, I said uh, Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus, A N C. Or Ankylosaurus. Or okay. Harvey, you, descri- you know, I, I don't know Latin. But... Okay. That one's the Ankylosaurus. Oh, yeah, it's yes, yeah. oh, this is also a Jurassic Park. Yeah, all my dinosaur facts come from Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, I feel like Deja, like, she's very just kind of like, just vibing, doing her own thing. Okay. And, like, you know, she'll protect herself, but, like, she's not, she just, she's not attacking. If she's, she's got not got going protect, out of her she's way, got, she will. Yeah, she just vibes. Yes, and really low to the ground. Yeah. Just like when she dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next is Jasmine Kennedy. Okay. I know my jazzy. Okay. Go ahead. What I is- said Dilophosaurus. Okay. So that's the one from Jurassic Park with like the, the uh-huh. things that the, like spits. Yeah. Very aggressive. Yeah. Very loud. Okay. And spits when it talks. Uh-huh. That's okay. Jasmine. Spits when it talks. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> accurate. <laughs> I said um, an Allosaurus. An okay. Allosaurus. And an Allosaurus, um, they, so a normal, humans can open their mouths. A normal human, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think like. 26 degrees or something okay. it's really not that like mm-hmm. much of an angle yeah but an allosaurus can open it 70 to 90 something percent so that's like the widest jaw span that of any dinosaur so she they can open their mouth the widest. Mm-hmm. so that's why i said jasmine next up is george's this yes. one is a copy a consignate this okay it's, that's the really tiny one from Jurassic Park. Okay, a little okay, okay, white. okay. The one you yeah. would, like put in your purse and walk around with. Accessory dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, She's a, a compy for sure. A what? A compie. A co- the nickname. A, a colloquial col- name. I said she's a dino nugget. Just like the chicken nugget. <laughs> <laughs> a dinosaur. Because like cute, right? And uh, like kind of want to put it in your mouth, but it's like yeah. a little too cute to do that. So, dino nugget. Uh, next up we have June and I said oh. Therizinosaurus. Okay. Have you seen the newest Jurassic Park movie? No, with Chris oh, okay. Pratt. Yeah, fuck that guy. No, no, of course not. So it's like this dinosaur, and in the movie, it has these really long oh, no, acrylics, Jean. and it like will attack with like the acrylics. Oh, and like, June in June, like a nice nail set, honey. Yeah, I was, and I was saying like that's very her because you know it's um it's very flashy, it's extra, it's okay. very name brand. You know, uh-huh. it's like the one dinosaur that has acrylics. Okay, and that's very June. Like she's very just like high fashion. Yes. Real housewife. Always wanting to stunt on them hoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Baby Bop from... Baby Bop. <laughs> Barney. Uh-huh. Um, because when I think of June, yes, I think of all those things, but I also think about her just being a dancer. Mm-hmm. And I specifically remember... I Oh, Baby Bop used to get down. She used to get down, and she used to teach her friends how to dance. And yeah. that's exactly what June does. June will, like, choreograph stuff and then teach her friends, and then, like, the Beyoncé Coachella mix that she performs. Yeah. She taught her friends that dance and they went out and did it. So that's why I said baby bop. So I'm going like deep diving into you're dinosaurs. And you're like chicken nuggets. <laughs> Who doesn't like chicken nuggets? Yeah. Um, next is Carrie. And for mm. that, oh, you go first, I guess. It's your turn. I didn't give her a dinosaur. Okay. So supposedly, and I don't know if this is true because I'm not a scientist. Obviously, it's why I wear a wig for a living. But I think fish... We're like the initials, like have been here way longer than dinosaurs in general. Like they are like there are records of them being around way before dinosaurs were ever thought to be have existed. Yeah. And so I just think of Carrie as some sort of majestic fish, like the fish from Shark Tale. Oh, she's one. the hot fish from like Shark Tale? the one that everyone kind of wants to fuck but doesn't talk about it. Yeah. Because it's like a fish. People talk about it. Yeah, they do for yeah. sure. So I said the fish from Shark Tale. Okay. I had an actual dinosaur in mind. and Well, good for you, Maddie. This one, well, I hear me out. This is like whenever I was thinking of dinosaurs, hers was like one of the first ones I came up with. You cannot tell me that she is not a parasaurolophus. That is carried down. It's the kind eyes. Oh, the kind in eyes, And also too. like... It's like the little head horn, like the lips, like mm-hmm. the little pursed lips. They're like, giving you a little extra, but not wanting to be like... Yeah, like that dinosaur had its buccal fat removed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that but is... Look at the ass, honey. The, you know she was sitting on her knees for three Yeah, this three is... Weeks. This dinosaur came off the table. Yeah, like, yeah, This is... Definitely had a BBL. Yeah, 100%, sure. 100%. Walks with her legs. Parasaurolophus down. Yeah. Uh, and next we have cornbread. Corn? Yeah. Okay, go. I said stegosaurus. Okay. I said because it's it's like very flashy, you know, like the spikes, you know, extra for no reason. But at the same time, too, the spike tails. Uh huh. Cornbread will mollywop someone if she needs to. Oh, she will get your ass. Yeah, can and will mollywop on someone. I like that. Mm -hmm. I. I said a T Rex, but in a universe where a T Rex has regular sized arms and just really tiny ankles. (laughs) Tiny ankles. (laughs) That would like well, I snap, feel like, you know. I feel like there probably is like dinosaurs, like T. Rex, that had longer arms. Surely, yeah. But did they have small ankles? Yeah, I guess that was the yeah the reasoning behind that. <laughs> I'm going to do a full scientific dissertation presented to universities, mm. give them my full, you know, shablam in front of all of these professors, and mm. let them know that we should look for. The dinosaur with tiny ankles. Mm-hmm. There's got to be one. It's out there somewhere, and I will name it after cornbread. Next is Lady Camden. Okay, and I need to look this. I need it to find. I had one. I'll go first while you're looking for yours. Can't, uh, Lady Camden, I said she was an raptor. That was okay. the smaller raptor that stole eggs. I can't explain why. Okay, but I feel like in a past life, millions of years ago, Lady Camden used to steal eggs from As a, just, children, other just other dinosaurs. Yeah, just others. Okay. But I don't know something about her. She just seems because she's a ballerina. She's uh-huh. very like dexterous, very agile, uh-huh. and just she can like do it the vibe. Without yeah, practicing. yeah. Okay. And like, something about like her aesthetic. Like she, if you told me that like she stole eggs, you I'd be like, Let me see that. "Well, she smells like eggs." So that's probably unrelated. But yeah, I guess that works too. Yeah. Okay, I said a Brontomeris. Brontomeris. Uh, they had really. They were actually known for um, being able to defend themselves with their legs. And so, because when I think of Camden, I think of her big, juicy, voluptuous, gorgeous booty, and um, the fact that she could really put people to shame with it. Mm-hmm. So, Maris, thick thighs make the dick rise. Fair enough. I feel yeah. like Lady Cannon's butt isn't that big, though. No, but she's a great set of legs that lead to a great tush. That's yeah, great. For the ballerina body. She should really check into being a ballerina. Yeah, she's something about her. She has the energy, the yeah. essence of it. Yeah, like the way she steals eggs is so like... Like Lady Camden, stop stealing eggs and get into dance put school. Put it to use. Yeah, use the skills as an egg thief yeah. to become a dancer. Yeah, she has yeah. the agility. I think she, said. <laughs> she should try it out. <laughs> Moving on. Next is me. And for me, uh, obviously, uh-huh. T-Rex, uh-huh. main oh, character. Obviously. Really cool. Okay, And also the hero. So, you know. I like that for yeah. you. I like the... The self-love. Okay. And everyone loves me. Um, I gave you a (laughs) Lickalotopus. Lickalotopus? Yes. Sound it out. Lickalotopus. Yeah. Yeah. Self-explanatory. It sounds like a, is it real? I don't know. know. I'll take it. I created a new one for you. Mm -hmm. So after we find the T-Rex with tiny ankles, next will be the Lickalotopus that I'm on the mission to find. And then I'll name (laughs) it after you. Please. Thank you. You're welcome. Next is Orion. Okay. (laughs) Uh, sorry. For this one, it's um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I think it's ichthyosaur. Okay. Or ichthyosaur, ichthyosaur, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Ichyosaur? This one, um, this is our first underwater one for me. Okay. If we're not counting fish. I don't know, Like that just feels like Orion to me. Okay. Something about it just feels kind of, it's just like the essence. It looks like it could be a puppet. Are those the ones that are always like hung up on the wall at like Captain D's? That's a swordfish. That's a swordfish. Yeah, they're probably related. First thing I thought you were gonna start talking about billy Bass, The ones that would like talk. Billy Bass, yeah, and sing, yeah. Did you ever have one? Yeah, we had one in my garage. Uh, Do you remember that uh fillet fish commercial for McDonald's? And it mm, was a Billy mm. Bass fish. Yeah, Just give me that fillet fish. Bring me that fish. You yeah, that? oh my gosh, throwback, bitch. We should make a mix out of that. That's <laughs> sickening. <laughs> um, oh Ryan, I gave Dino from Flintstones like mm, their pet dinosaur, mm. but the John Goodman like real life version of the Flintstones okay, specifically. Because it was a puppet. And yeah. I know Orion loves like her puppetry and she's very mm. inspired by that. Um and also there's something about Dino that's always like just always there. They're always there and just a little unaware of what's happening. So that's why I say yeah. now. That's very Orion. Very Orion. Just coasting through, just Yeah, but yeah. she's there, baby. She's making it. <laughs> she's making it. All right. Last <laughs> is Willow. And this <laughs> one I went a little off the beaten path. Okay. It's not technically a dinosaur, but it was around the same time as dinosaurs. Okay. Um, and that is a horseshoe crab. Okay. So that one. Those are still a thing, right? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, those have like evolved. I mean, you can't tell me that's, something about that's Willow. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, and Willow also has crabs. So. Yeah. That is probably what made Coincidentally coincidentally enough. Yeah. No, it's just, I don't know. I don't have a full explanation. It's Uh just vibes. It's just, she she gives me horseshoe crab vibes. Hard shell. Yeah. Tough to crack. They're literally just vibes. Uh They're literally just coasting through. Uh Uh-huh. You know, there there's you know, time is relative, time is a cheesesteak. It's yeah. you know, they're just you know, time is a cheese. And they steak. have I think they have blue blood, do they? Oh never mind, sure. it can't be Willow. <laughs> I was gonna say they can't get sick, but never mind. Oh but aside from that, I said Willow is Wankel, the T Rex statue or like the um the one that's always on exhibit at the Smithsonian. You know, what I'm talking about like the huge T Rex. Yeah. And I said that because people come from all over to see this skeleton of a T-Rex just in the middle of a museum standing there just doing, doing nothing. absolutely nothing. <laughs> we love that about her. We love Willow. Yeah, yeah. How much money would you pay if you go to the Smithsonian and they're like, oh, we have a new exhibit. It's that dinosaur, but now it does this. Oh, it like jiggles a little bit? A little shoulder action. Oh my God. And with that, that is the end of the season 14, Girls. So with that is the conclusion of this segment the first installation of diasaurs but with the end of the segment also comes the end of the interview thank you all so much for tuning in for this episode Wait, are you saying the interview is now extinct yeah it's over it's just over we just end the interview with a big yeah asteroid <laughs> yes. we have to close this off before the meteor destroys us all oh wait can i give you something before we wrap the interview is it horseshoe crabs if you want it to be <laughs> um i brought you a gift is oh. now a good time it's you the know, interview, so if there's the only one. You are just a butt ass naked dinosaur at the moment. It's so true. I you could use this. Okay. Some St. Louis bread, Co. Hmm. Mm. Smell like bread. Yeast. Yeast. yeasty. Yeasty. yeast-y. <laughs> it's in a Panera bread bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this episode is not brought to you by Panera bread, it's brought to you by Surfshark. Oh, how it's kind so of you. You got you. me. A diabetic T-shirt. And it even matches your. I know. Getup you have on now. Oh, Available it. only at diabetty.com. Diabetty.com. So while I put this on, since so into the interview, where can people find you? What do you have going on? Do you have any tours, shows? Your yeah. Drag Race Live. Let yes. the people know. So I'm at Drag Race Live until July 10th, and then July 20th, I will be joining Work the World, and we'll be doing that to the end of 2023. You can find me online um, at DiaBetty spelled D-A-Y-A, and Betty, spelled like your grandma. Beautiful. That looks amazing on you, honey. Thank you. And you can find me right here on the YouTube channel. You can uh, like and comment if you want to, but please subscribe and hit the notification bell so you know whenever we have a next interview. Yes. Join me next time whenever we have somebody else. And yeah, until then, thank you guys. Bye. 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 Give It To Me Straight is brought to you by Muggles of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted, produced, and edited by me, Maddie Morphosis. With audio editor, Marco Padilla. And executive produced by Willem Belly, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. M. Oh. M. Mom!